Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough, and we also have a, re- a regular guest, Bruce Stevenson, welcoming him back. How are you doing, Bruce? Good, good. You know, just uh, keeping it moving along, regular old, <laughs> regular life and, and things. <laughs> That's like the theme to this podcast. How about you, Bren? Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> I think as in ABTS tradition, Bruce, if you're on one more time, you'll become an official co-host because that's uh, what we do with everyone on the show. <laughs> potentially. Yeah. I'm glad you, I saved my punch card. Hey, if you <laughs> and could a free Bren, yogurt. Uh, I was just going to say, if you could be, uh, beat Brenna, I was Walrus. Maybe we'll just replace him. Oh, it won't be hard. I've been doing <laughs> terribly. Mm. it's all good but um i guess we should talk about games we've been playing and i guess our listeners most likely are more interested in hearing what bruce has been doing because they hear us all the time so what have you been playing oh um well i'd say i overall i've been playing a lot of uh heroes of the storm um which is awesome it's really cool when you can get your significant other into a game that you play because it makes playing it a lot more uh convenient i would say (laughs) oh nice yeah um but uh, I guess I guess for those that are uninitiated, um, it's kind of like League of Legends. I mean, it's it's a MOBA, so very similar in terms of like you pick a hero, five v five, you push whatever one of three lanes, and then ultimately you try to destroy the enemy's base. Um, however, the reason I like heroes anyway is because beyond the fact that League is already you know very well established and has so many heroes and I guess it's just a lack of complexity, which really sounds counterintuitive to a lot of people. Um, it's just that with League, like, I mean, I don't, maybe I'm a different demographic of gamer than probably most League players, but generally speaking, you know, I work 40 hours a week. I go to the gym so many hours a week. I, I, I don't want to go. Already, you're already in the minority of League players if you go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, and so I don't want to like I don't want to memorize the encyclopedia of heroes and items and rune pages that I need to do this combo and this skill and blah blah blah. So um I guess the reason I like Hots is because well number one I'm a Blizzard fanboy, so I I've played World of Warcraft, StarCraft 1, StarCraft 2, uh Diablo 2, Diablo 3. Um so I'm very familiar with all the lore which kind of helps, but uh Besides that, it's super simplified. So, like, instead of leveling up by yourself, you level up as a team. So, like, everything you do contributes to the team's experience pool. Um, and then there are no items. So, that's that's an easy one right there. Um, and then, besides that, uh, it's a lot of building a team that synergizes well. And, uh, and, and your play matters, of course. I mean, you can definitely be a hero if... Uh, if you, you know, jump in at the right time or you, uh, you know, do combos really well or whatever the case might be. Um, and, okay. uh, I, and- I have a couple questions though. Um, how did you convince your girlfriend to play with you? Is she also like, uh, kind of familiar with the blizzard games before this, or is this like her first, uh, so, so yeah. Uh, so here's, here's the first thing she, she doesn't like play games generally speaking, like, at all. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, so, like, she doesn't have a, a quick, um, I guess, 
like things that seem easy for me to pick up definitely are a, are a lot more difficult like cuz she just doesn't have a history of playing games since she was 10 um yeah. so so but what's cool I guess with with Hots is she did play WoW so that was kind of a big leg up um and then besides that there's actually a character called Chogal and I was just th- wondering about that yes the way that Chogal works is Cho is uh, it's a two-headed ogre. Two two players play as one character. And, oh wow! Yeah, and uh, Cho is the one that controls. He's like a warrior. His his skills are you know warrior esque, and uh, he moves you around. He does all like the uh, the mounting up and going back to base and. Uh, and running around the map. So like all the physical control is done by him. And then Gaul is basically like a turret. Like they just sit on your shoulder and they're, and they're a mage and they just blow shit up. And, uh, so by essentially carrying her through, Oh God knows how many, like, let's just say a couple, a couple weeks, like maybe two weeks, three weeks (laughs) by like her riding on my shoulder for a period of time, she like started to understand like, Oh, this is how this map works. And this is how, you know, this is how these few characters play and like what their abilities are like. And, you know, she got a feel for the game without the overwhelming stress of, of, you know, going in zero to a hundred basically. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sitting next to each other, I can be like, all right, I'm going to set you up for your special. Get ready. Special now. And then, you know, she throw it out. And um, that's what I mean. I'm so glad you got to that point, though, because instead of her just like scoffing and be like, oh, video games or something, it's like, no, dude, you did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she well, she really enjoyed it because, I mean, if if you're at, you know, if you're good enough, not to say that I'm like a pro, but if you're good enough at. Uh, at that game, you know, you can really, like, I'm pretty slippery, not to brag, but I'm pretty slippery with Cho. Like, I can kind of get in and get out, and I know how to keep us alive and all that stuff. Um, so I can really set her up for success. And then I think, like, getting those kills and doing well, that's, like, the addictive part. So, <laughs> so you know, and once once this she's... Is, this is yeah. with your wife, right? Not your girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah, my wife. Okay, I think Doug said girlfriend earlier. And I oh, just my fault. Didn't want you to get oh, in yeah. trouble. <laughs> yeah, I don't play. I don't play games with my girlfriend. She doesn't really nah. hang out a lot. So yeah, keep her offline. She's in the woods somewhere. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my wife doesn't listen to this. Yes. <laughs> Turns well, out your your girlfriend has great skills at games. No. <laughs> I was wondering with Cholgal, like, if you do you actually see him? I don't play Heroes of the Storm, but do you actually see him pretty regularly in matches, or is it kind of like? specifically for you if you're trying to bring in someone in or um, um, maybe people who have a regular team they play with like every week or so. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, so I would say the general gist of with, with what I see with Chogal is, I mean, we play quick match. So, um, you know, ranked you'll, you'll have like team selection and it's like first team picks one, then the other team picks two, then you pick two, then it's, you know, you go back and forth, you reserve heroes. You don't really see Chogall in those um, matches. Uh, but in quick match where, you know, you play with your friends, so it's, uh, it it ends up, they, their matchmaking is actually pretty decent, in my opinion. Um, 
But uh, in quick match, I'd say I see him. I don't know. I mean, there's there's enough heroes that you know you do see a good rotation. But you probably see him maybe like ten percent of the time, fifteen percent of the time. Um, it's uh, he's like he's very functional up until you get up into like the super competitive levels of play. Because once you're at the higher levels of play, um, the teams really combo well together and uh and actually do things to like mitigate him like i not to say that there's going to be an anubarak guaranteed in a game but if there is one um you know i can guarantee he's going to do his uh whatever his his special where he essentially i I, it's not called entomb i forgot the name of it he like wraps you up it's like freaking lord of the rings when frodo gets wrapped up in spider webs like oh shit oh okay yeah and and the fact that like Chogall counts as two people. When you're in a team fight and two people just got neutralized with one move, it's like, uh, damn. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, it's so, easier to split apart and you know avoid shots if you aren't physically connected at the hip. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I mean, hell, at least if you're doing if if it's five v five and you're not using him and they use that same move, well, at least now it's five on four and it's not five on three because that that gets tough real quick. Um. So yeah, I would say like higher levels of play, you don't really see it much. I think I've seen it once or twice, and I do watch a fair bit. Like when we don't feel like playing, or like if we're just dead tired or something, and we're like, "Oh, what should we do?" We'll end up watching that a lot because it's fun to see how how pros play and how the the meta evolves, I guess, of the game. Um, totally. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of like pros and stuff, like I know that out of our group of. Uh, abts members uh you're the one who's the most in the like kind of competitive uh tournament play and like fighting games and stuff uh has anything been going on in that scene lately oh yeah yeah um actually and that's it's funny that was the second part of uh what games have i been playing lately i lots of heroes because i'm not gonna lie i'm addicted but (laughs) (laughs) fighting games um street fighter 5 just came out last week and uh it's i mean in my opinion it's it's much better than four i know anyone who's played four and put time in to learn four will probably like argue with me on that a lot but um there's just there's a practicality to five that that i like a lot better um that you know Really, like, 4 just caused me endless frustration when I was trying to learn it, whereas 5, like, I might know I suck, but, like, at least I can, like, get a sense of why and, like, know how to improve, whereas, like, 4, I don't know, I just, I didn't, maybe I didn't give it its fair shake, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, so, like, that just came out, and it's a huge deal. I mean, within the fighting game community, um, Street Fighter, other than the fact that it has a massive legacy, also has uh, the biggest tournament support, I would say. So, like, Capcom um, will sponsor uh, a lot of the Street Fighter, like, the major events. Um, and I want to say last year, and don't quote me on this, I'd have to Google it, but I believe first place at Capcom Cup, which is kind of like their end of the year, you know, Super Bowl, whatever, um, I believe first place at Capcom Cup took home like five hundred thousand dollars. Damn! So, uh, it it's it has support, is what I will say. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's 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 really cool. Uh, I'm such like I'm so new at it that um, the intricacies of everything that's happening, I'm I'm still like very much learning. And there's a lot uh, that that separates Street Fighter from other games, but. In terms of like competitive uh, play, at least around here, uh, last Saturday we had uh, 
the name of our central PA kind of event is uh, it's called White Rose, and um, it's up until recently it's it's ve- been very uh, Smash focused, and just because that's the player base that's in in the area. Um, and Rushdown Gaming, that's a group that I work with, um, and we try to we're a community. We we communicate and try and set up events and hang out and whatever. Um, we started working with White Rose, so the last two White Roses we've actually held um, our tournament like on the side. Uh, so we'll have like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, and uh, if people want to play other games, we, we'll do that too. But um, so our regional, you know, White Rose, we we had twenty participants for Street Fighter Five. It had been out less than a week, so twenty participants at you know ten bucks for entrance fee is uh, two hundred bucks in the in the prize pool. So winner took home like. 140 bucks. I mean, it's a, yeah, it definitely, it's, it's fun and it's competitive. <laughs> like it definitely, if you're good, you know, you can, uh, you can make a couple bucks. So, um, so yeah, I was really happy about that. We're going to start up, uh, this Thursday actually at the Harrisburg mall. We're starting our, uh, our weekly, like at a new venue there. It's called like Ooey gaming and Ooh-wee. it's, uh, Ooey. <laughs> Sounds like Mr. Ooh-wee. Poopy butthole from Rick and Morty. Oh, Ooh, Rick. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. I don't know yet. I this will be the first one, so uh, it'll be fun. I'm I'm gonna head over. It's very super convenient. It's like really close to where I work, so um, I'll check that out. I think it's like five bucks, you know, for for the tournament, and uh, and then this Saturday, actually, down in Philly, is gonna be Winter Brawl, which is a major tournament for for every game, actually. So like, as far as the fighting game community is concerned, Winter Brawl, like we we fully expect it's just like Summer Jam, Summer Jam, Winter Brawl are both run by the same group. It's called like Big E Gaming, and uh, they're considered major events. They're at, I believe it's the Clarion Hotel. It's like right, it's it's adjacent to the Philly airport, and um. We have people come in from Canada, California, England, like South. Damn. Yeah. I mean, That's we, awesome. Yeah, it's going to be pretty big. And actually, as like Marvel was my first fighting game that I learned how to play and was, you know, not terrible at <laughs> uh, Marvel versus Capcom 3. But um, I'm super excited because Saturday night, 11 o'clock, Filipino champ who. Yeah, people don't like him. It's like a personality <laughs> kind of thing, but uh, but who deserves all the respect when it comes to that game? He he had uh, I would say for the first probably three or four years of its existence, he was dominant. Like he was you he ex- you expected him to be in like the top eight at Evo, which is you know hundreds if not you know thousand plus entrants, and it's the World Series for fighting games essentially. Um, he was he owned that i mean he's good so him and uh kbr who's actually a relative newcomer to the game um his name's kane blue river he's actually and no, I, I could be wrong here i know i think he's from south america i just can't remember if it's like colombia or which country but he uh came up to evo this year and he actually played a super unconventional team uh team big bodies as it's called uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which Great is names. yeah, which is like Hulk, Sentinel, and Hagar, um, and he actually won Evo. Which is, uh, I mean, if you win Evo, you're pretty much immortalized in the fighting game community. In my, I mean, I don't, yeah. think, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. So, um, 
but they need Modoc on that team. I know, I know. <laughs> trust me. Well, I would argue that because does he have a big body or just a massive head? Good point. His body's actually really small. Wow, actually, technicalities. Yeah. True, true. Loopholes, loopholes. That's why I'm here. Yeah, and uh, but so long story short, those two um, after KBR one, Filipino champ again, probably the reason. Pe- people don't like him started talking crap on twitter and was like oh looks like team big bodies wins when i don't play for evo and you know the obvious uh, retort is well maybe you should show up to evo if you want to win evo you know what i mean like <laughs> you, you can't just sit there and scoff at whoever wins evo and pretend like you're that good so yeah. so they're meeting up i mean which is awesome because one of them is from Cal- like filipino champs Cal- uh, uh, California native uh, again KBRs from like South America so they're meeting up and duking it out first to 15 money match in Philly this Saturday at 11 I'm like so stoked for that <laughs> nice man yeah you definitely uh, we'll have to have you back and get a recap hopefully yeah this, no, this might be just there. be my ignorance showing but I am astonished Filipino champ isn't from the Philippines <laughs> I would have put money on that I mean b- well He's Filipino, so you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a very misleading name if he's from California. Yeah. Well, um, what are you going to do? I mean, maybe yeah. he, maybe his family's, you know, I mean, I, I would assume, but uh, anyway. <laughs> I've heard uh, of a few, uh, like, big competitive uh, fighting game players who kind of take on the role of, like, kind of like in wrestling, how he, like, I don't know the exact guy's name, but, like, kind of like the villain. Like, he kind of aggroes the entire crowd and, like, feeds on their hate, and they're, like, booing him and, like, throwing yep. stuff on stage, and he's, like, feeding off it, and he still wins. Like, he's, like, undeniably good, but, oh, like, yeah. he kind of plays up that character when he's on stage, and people have said, like, oh, yeah, when he's off stage, like, he's the nicest guy, but, like, and it, it I really just want, like, a competitive video game fighter, like, Macho Man Randy Savage kind of, like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> and just, oh, bring him back. So, um... Actually, now that you mentioned that, uh, oh god, yes, at at, uh, no. at CEO down in it's it's community effort or or yeah, I think it's community effort Orlando. It's another major tournament, but it's down in Orlando, and actually, like the main stage where um you know top eight and all that happens is actually in a wrestling ring. So like they have the long walk down entrance and like. People yes. kind of like do their, you know, pop off or whatever they got to do. Well, one guy, uh, K Brad, um, and I, I'm trying to remember what game it was. It was either Marvel or Street Fighter, but he came down and they played, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, <laughs> and yes. he had, he had his like friend in the crowd who like threw him two beers and he freaking <laughs> like shotgun both beers. Oh my God. Oh, it was epic. Like, That's oh my amazing. God. I was I was dying watching it. I was like, yes. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I, I feel like yeah. next year some guy's just gonna come in with the John Cena trumpets. <laughs> well, go. I would I would fully expect that. That would be disappointing if, if that didn't happen. So be amazing. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, let me just uh do a side note. So what have you been playing, Bran? I know what you and I have been playing is probably the same old shit, but we might as well get it over with and then uh get to a conversation game. Uh Witcher got like 80 hours in like a little over a week or a little under a week so it's i'm going to be talking about witcher for a while yeah and i know um, you said the last time you beat it uh anything since then dlc wise maybe i the now that mark's here I'll, I'll say what it is i still won't spoil it but it's the caretaker in the dlc so if anyone knows who that is that's who i'm having trouble fighting and he is a fucking nightmare and i still can't beat him and i just i'm really just trying to distance myself from it and just kind of like 
gain composure and just calm down. Because now, anytime I see him, I immediately get into a blind like rage, like and about to snap my keyboard in half. Isn't it crazy that video games can make you feel like you might have a heart attack, and it's just like, God damn it. <laughs> like, and it bugs me, because I know this isn't the end of the DLC. I think there's still one more boss afterwards. So, like, it's like the mini-boss before the main boss, and it's just like, why is he so much harder than anything I've ever faced in my life? I just hate when there's, like, any boss that you just weren't you just weren't expecting him to be that hard, and then by the end of it, like, your hand's, like, sweating, and, like, the controller's, like, you're shaking, and you're just like, fuck! Like, yeah. uh, And, your like, when you, when you actually win, you just, like, scream at the TV, like, yeah, eat it, bitch! And it's just like, <laughs> and then you think to yourself, like, what am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> you get the hindsight, and you realize you're alone in your room at, like, 3 a.m., it's like, wow, that yeah. didn't need that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but I'll, I'll say back to Street Fighter V, I'm surprised you like it, Bruce, because I know when it came out, there was just nothing but people complaining about how poorly optimized it was and how I think the online uh, fighter was really broken and stuff, and I heard it was just full of bugs. Interesting. Yeah. I, you know, it's been, I mean, at least from what I've seen, it's been a real quick turnaround. Like, in terms of uh, people's opinion, you know, like, at my fight club because every that's that's the other thing is i'm i'm learning it because everyone plays street fighter like i was very serious about mkx when it came out and it turns out that i'm the only person at my fight club that really plays mkx much so um, wait i feel like you're breaking the first rule of fight club uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and so you know it just i i kind of bit the bullet and i was like all right i'm gonna learn street fighter so for me like going in fresh uh, I tried four. It wasn't my kind of my thing, and it was really late in the life cycle. And and uh, with five though, like the pacing feels great, but it's also now whether this is a good thing or bad thing, some people will disagree. But I actually I think it's a good thing. Um, the combos in that game, the tightest link will be three uh, three frames now. And I guess what that means is if you're running sixty frames a second, you know one frame is one sixtieth of a second. So before in, in Street Fighter Four, there were links that you could only do combos that you could only c- connect two moves on one frame. Like you needed to like f- just practice till your mind became numb and you knew how to perfectly execute that one sixtieth of a second connection. Wow. Yeah. And and now it's I mean, you know, it's still whatever, three sixtieths of a second. So it's not like it's like disgusting. It but it's still it's not easy. Like you definitely have to play, have a a, a familiarity with the character and and know the order in which you can link stuff and so it's got all that to it um but i just the thing that was super frustrating is if you're new and you're trying to learn four that you have these one frame links and you're trying to like practice 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 to do the combo but then you're sitting there and you're like okay so it didn't come out which very obviously you know it's not like you're gonna hit that every time that's why you're practicing but you're like okay it didn't come out now was it because my input was wrong or was it because my timing was wrong and you just don't know like so that was where it was really frustrating because I'm at that at that point it's like well what do I practice like how do I get better do I sit here and like adjust the timing or is my motion need to be like practiced over and over and over you know so um I don't know I just got very frustrated with that and and didn't really have the motivation to learn so uh, I've 
it's been much different so far with five, like my experience with five. I've been able to look at bread and butter combos, which are like the basics. If you're going to play a character, you should know these. Um, and I've actually been able to do them. So that's kind of like encouraging for me. <laughs> uh, okay. I, it's kind of, that's kind of the, I guess the turn for fighting game for me is like people this passionately about it where like, I know I can't hold a candle to them and, it's fine when you're playing with friends and stuff, but if you go online, it's like, yeah, I'll just play a few rounds of Street Fighter Five, and then you come up against someone who's, like, training for a tournament, and they just demolish you. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm done. Like, it's just so demoralizing of how yeah. intense people get about them, but it's great. Yep. I think, and that's really where it it can be, like, tough um, for, like, the the casual fighting game player. Like, I yeah. would I would say... Street Fighter is not for the casual fighting game player. Like it, it, it might seem like it is because it's so popular, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's it's so complex and it's so different than like in Mortal Kombat, for example. There's pretty much two states to the game. Like it's really you're either in their face putting pressure on them, or you play a zoning character where maybe you're middle range or further away, but you're like. You know, using ranged moves, essentially. And mm-hmm. with Street Fighter, um, first off, the combos at the very most might be, you know, three moves. Certain characters you might, you know, with extenuating circumstances get like a five move or a six move combo. But it's very uncommon. Like most combos are short, three move, quick combos. And really what's happening is it's so focused on the neutral state of the game. So like... You have light punch, medium punch, heavy punch, light kick, medium kick, heavy kick. And all of them really have different properties. Like, it's, you know, some are good at at poking, like, at a certain range. And and half the freaking battle happens with your spacing. Like, how far away are you from someone? And and that determines, okay, well, now my medium kick is going to hit, but none of their medium, because my character has a better medium kick and, and it's faster than their heavy kick so i can get at that range i can attack them first and even if it doesn't turn into a combo it's just like it's all these mind games like and the whole game is focused on the neutral state where in like a lot of other games you're either far away or you're in their face just like throwing stuff and like they're actively blocking whereas in street fighter there's a little bit of that but a lot of like the the main focus is on that neutral game, which is very different for me. And I think probably most, most people. So, yeah, I know Doug just put a link in the conversation. I feel like if there's any game to get me into the fighting games, it's going to be, uh, this one, which is Pokin. Pokin. It's Pokin tournament. I'm pretty sure. And it's like already available. It's been since last year in Japan, In Japan. Well, Japanese arcade specifically. Yeah. Yeah. But But it's Pokemon Tekken. Yeah, it's yeah. literally, it looks like the most exciting uh, fighting game for, like, me specifically. Like, I, especially since I know the Pokemon characters, and graphically, I, there's videos of the graphic. It looks so fucking good. Like, I really yeah. could just see myself getting lost in this game. Uh, apparently, it's going to have a worldwide release on the Wii U on March 18th, so we can look forward to that relatively soon. Yeah, nice. almost almost a year after the arcade release in Japan. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I've but. I've seen some videos on it. I mean, I definitely uh, thought it looked pretty interesting. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not the best at like 3D fighters, so it would it would definitely be like a learning adjustment for me. 
Yeah, 3D fighters are always tricky. Like, I've found that with Soul Calibur, because you can always just sidestep stuff, like, yeah. so easily. And it's just, like, ah, it really, really adds a whole layer at, I don't know, if it makes yeah. it easier. Yeah, I think it, there was a lot of Dragon Ball Z games with that dimension. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, especially when you add, like, flying. But oh, then, God. But then you have that one asshole who always wants to play at the World Tournament so you can get the ring out and knock him on the ground while you're flying. <laughs> that person is a dick. If you're that person, stop listening to our podcast. I don't want you here anymore. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, that person is me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but along while we're still on the fighting, uh, it's actually great that Bruce is here because I've been finding more and more stuff about fighting games. Um, there's one fighting game on Xbox One. I think it's exclusive. Killer Instinct. Oh, you're damn right. <laughs> they just announced a new character for it. It's going to be the Arbiter from Halo. Yep. Ooh, wow. And it yep. lo- he looks crazy good. Like, it's weird seeing him like from a third person because when you're playing the game, you're always playing either as him or Master Chief and fighting alongside him. You don't really get a good look. It's yep. like, he is crazy big and he's got like the plasma sword. It's just like, oh, he'll fuck your day up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I highly recommend um, watching some Killer Instinct. Like I, I know he's upcoming, but uh, I I actually don't own an Xbox. Otherwise, I would definitely play Killer Instinct because it's very intriguing to me and it's it's. Uh, very different in terms of like the game mechanics so um it would be fun to learn uh but yeah it's it's awesome like i love watching killer instinct it's it's got a really cool like it's it's unique it's definitely its own thing so i I like it a lot so does it have like all new characters it's nothing that people that we know other than the arbiter i suppose um, well, if you've played classic Killer Instincts, there's a lot of carryover. Um, okay, I, I haven't. I honestly didn't even know it was a franchise. This is the y- first I'm hearing of it. Yeah, well, to be honest, it kind of fell off. I mean, if Microsoft wouldn't have uh, revived it, it really wouldn't probably exist today. Um, it was... There was Killer Instinct 1 and 2, I believe. They were in arcades. They were on... Um, um, I, I know I'm going to get this wrong. I believe they were on Super Nintendo... Um, I can't remember if they were on Sega or not. I did not own Killer Instinct, um, even though I had seen it several times. I also, and in the arcade as well. Uh, but there's a lot of carryover characters, like, um, uh, Saber Wolf is one, um, uh, wow, what's his name? Glacius, Cinder, um, the, 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 there's, there's a lot. There's like, a uh, it's not T-Hawk, that's from... Street Fighter. It's uh, Thunder. That's his name. He's like a Native American. Has like two axes, um, like a grappler style. Um, yeah, so yeah. Like a lot of characters from the previous games are being over. So it, most of them seem to be like original to that franchise. Not um, yeah, not like Soul Calibur where they had Spawn, uh, the guy from Tekken. Uh, Heidi, uh, I'm not even trying to the Thunder guy from ha- Tekken, and then Link. Hihachi. Hihachi. That's it. Yeah. Um, but I just found a list, like, on the Wikipedia. The, uh, the only two, like, guest characters from different franchises seem to be Arbiter. And this one I absolutely love. Oh, Rat. Yeah. Rash. From Battletoads. Damn straight. Oh, whoa, that is <laughs> sick. That look, oh, I, I gotta see someone <laughs> playing as Rash. That's just great to bring back Battletoads into the... You know, I yeah. would definitely play as that character. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Um, in general, though, that, what what brought Killer Instinct up, Brendan? Because I see in like newsy kind of things that uh, a Windows 10 version is currently set for release in March of 2016. So that's right around the corner. Yeah, I oh, I just brought it up just because of Arbiter. Okay, um, well that's but, cool that it's going to be coming to PC. But I guess that's the thing—you pretty much need a controller for those kind of games. I feel like. 
You know, I mean, I would just throw that out, uh, on that topic. I'm actually, when I play fighting games, I play with a hitbox, mm-hmm. which is, uh, if, if for those who don't know, is um, instead of a joystick, I have four buttons. So I have like left, down, right, and and uh, like a jump button, like like a space bar essentially. It's like where where your thumb is. Okay. Um, so the reason I say that is because actually, um, even for Street Fighter, there are a lot of computer players that just play with their keyboard. They just like having the buttons. Interesting. Okay, so yeah, that proves me wrong on that. I I would have had no idea about that. Yeah, yeah. it's I like to play that way personally. I, so yeah, I knew a hitboxes before, but I didn't know there was. Well, I've seen button ones, but I didn't know they're that common. Because I know a buddy of mine just built his, but he has the joystick still. Oh, uh, okay. And All right. It really makes a difference because I played him a few rounds and I had the hitbox and I beat him a few rounds without even playing Street Fighter Four before, and then yeah. I gave it over to him and he like perfected me each time like didn't he, i didn't even lay a hand on him <laughs> so it's real different yeah it's uh and and the other thing too that's interesting with the hitbox is um it's actually almost like you're trading kind of like this is just a real quick note i would say but like the dragon punch motion like forward down forward or well forward down forward kind of um mm-hmm. i don't know how to describe it other than that's what it is but um <laughs> uh it's much easier to do um what's it called uh, it's much easier to do on a hitbox than it is on a on a regular joystick and the reverse is true of uh quarter circle motions it actually takes a little longer to roll off the quarter circle um at least it did for me so it's it's interesting because you're trading essentially like on a, on a joystick rolling off quarter circle forward super easy uh but the dragon punch motion is a little harder, so it's it's interesting that there's kind of like trade offs. I would say, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, quick question: Do you guys think we have uh, time for a quick game of I Was Walrus before we end this? Uh, yeah, I think if you have the categories already. Yep, uh, I'll do my best, and I do have a few. Um, but all right, let's do it. I Was Walrus. thing is i only have two categories i might need three and these suck but we're gonna go with them. um all right so round one you can create a troll food it looks like blank but tastes like blank tell me your blanks Ooh, damn uh so you're trying to troll someone it look it might look delicious but tastes like shit it might taste it might look like shit but tastes delicious i don't know hmm. okay i think I think I got mine. All right. Yeah, I got mine. Excellent. All right. Let's do this. Uh, round one. Three, two, one, go. It looks like beef ramen from a Miyazaki movie because no one does food better than Miyazaki. It always looks so amazing. But it tastes like chicken ramen from a Miyazaki movie. Whoa. Oh. It still looks delicious and it still is delicious, but it's enough to fuck with you. You go, oh, what? No. Mm. And then <laughs> okay. it's enough to make you mistrust of someone. I can relate. Okay, how about you, so, Bruce? So my troll food, uh, it looks like a nice, you know, golden ripe apple, 
but as you bite into it, it actually has the texture of curds. Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, w- does it still taste like an apple, but it just feels like curds? Oh, no, it's curds all the way. Oh, it's all- <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'm trolling, baby. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I thought you were going to go like... I don't know. I, I thought you were going to go very extreme with that. We're like, you're biting to a delicious golden apple, and that's actually the severed head of a loved one. Oh, oh like, why does it taste like that? God damn What's it. What's in the box? Oh, it tastes <laughs> like Gwyneth Paltrow. But no, I I can relate with Brent's answer, for instance, because it's like, okay, uh, I go out to get fast food or something with my girlfriend, and they'll hand us two sodas, and one's like either like, or one, she gets iced tea, and I'll get like a Mountain Dew, and it's like always, sometimes you can see through the top and like dis- distinguish, but sometimes I'll just take a guess and grab one and go for it, and when you're expecting Mountain Dew and you taste iced tea, it's pretty fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I get so much crap for this, because I'll expect something different, and when I eat it, I go, oh, what is this? And whoever cooked it immediately gets offended. Where if like you don't like it, if you don't like it, don't eat it. And I was like, whoa! Like, and it's just because I was expecting something something different. And I think if you expect something food wise and you get something different, you're thrown off, regardless of how good or bad oh, yeah. the difference oh, is. Oh, that's what I'm trying to say exactly. Yeah. That's but, uh, yeah. That's been like shown for sure that like your expectation of a food actually like enhances the flavor. Like yeah. you can you can expect something and then if you get what you want like you'll like it even more than just trying it or whatever like your expectations impact a lot of the way you taste mm-hmm. people are just always so insulted when i get surprised by something i'm like oh what's this and like they i don't know they always seem to take it the wrong way that's fair but yeah don't get offended people i these are both excellent troll foods i think they both qualify i i'm having a tough time deciding what i want i think i'm gonna go with the ramen uh, specifically because I, I could deal with that. If I bit into an apple and it was curds, I, I can't deal with that. <laughs> uh, just anything Miyazaki like draws food-wise just looks the best. That's true. It's, yeah, he's responsible for Spirited Away and the, those parents yeah. became pigs because it looks so goddamn good. Oh, like, I, I'd be a pig. If that yeah. was the food I saw, I'd, I'd dive right in. Yeah, that's, that's understandable. Okay, so we made it to round two. Uh, this one I'm a little less prepared for because I have something written down. I don't like it enough to go with it, but I have a backup. And this is uh, a little late because the Super Bowl and all that shit is well <laughs> gone and it's not even the right season. But if you had to uh, name a new uh, NFL football team and they're the the NFL or AFC, NFC, this or other, what is it and what's the symbol on the helmet? Oh. Hmm. Shit, I have one of those like dumb thoughts in my head where I can't get it out of my head until I say it, and I don't oh. want it to be the answer. Oh, I hope you accidentally say it. Like I, I might have to because I really can't think of anything else but this, and it's like no, anything oh. but this. Oh Just god, dumb. <laughs> I might need to know what it was if you don't go with it. <laughs> I might have to, just because I literally cannot think of anything else. Oh gosh, this is definitely a challenging one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. I I'm I wouldn't even have an answer. Okay, yeah, I think I, think I got mine. All right, I'm assuming Brent's going with his dumb one. So I don't want to, but I can't <laughs> help it. That's okay. Uh, we're going with it. Round two, three, two, one, go. The Minnesota Dick Butts, and it's Dick Butt on the helmet. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I can't think of anything else. I, no, so, I understand why that gets in, stuck in your mind. Yeah. In, in a similar vein, I, I would have the uh, I would have the San Francisco 69ers, and ah. the 69 logo would be just like an identical, you know, almost like just straight 
coming down to the bottom and then straight going up to the the top part of the nine. But like the top part of the nine and like the bottom part of the six would just be touching. So it's like kind of <laughs> subtle, but not like you know super obvious. I really other want than the, the fact that it's sixty nine. So <laughs> I really want the logo to just be like a douchey bro, like frat guy, just like with the finger guns, just going hey like on the helmets. <laughs> I just want both of these teams to exist, and there be a Super Bowl where it's the Dick Butts versus the Sixty ers <laughs> <laughs> The yes. first NC seventeen football game. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Okay. Wow. If, if you give me the ability to put Dick Butt on a, like a na- nationwide like uh, logo or you know media, like I'm can't pick anything else but that yeah Yeah. if Um, i can put that in everyone's house across the nation on like for one day like i i'm gonna take see (laughs) see i would i would want for the 69ers to be like super like low-key like no one says the obvious that it's 69 but like there's all those logos and like just the jerseys and just it's just totally normal like no one makes a bone about it but you know, you can't but, help but be like, come on, man. But the moment you walk into that locker room, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then you'll get like a British guy come over uh, to America and just go, wait, what? Really? <laughs> wait, you guys know, right? Like, you know what that is, right? <laughs> that was my uh, flawless British accent there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Convinced. Um, yeah. All right. I, I think I have to pick an answer. And here's my logic. I love both. And I think they could easily... Uh, win the Super Bowl if they made it. Um, but I, I think I'm going to go with the 69ers only because I think Dick Butt is like probably trademarked in somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact it isn't because I know the actual origin of Dick Butt. All right, but... <laughs> well, my, my uh, incorrect logic made me go with uh, the wrong answer, but it's okay. <laughs> All right, so we made it to round three. Um, that was, a, that was see... good, though. I'd love to see the guy at the patent office trying to trademark the dick butt image. Like, what is this? It's a, it's a, it's a little little character I made that I want to uh, claim as my own. It's like, mm-hmm. And what is he? It's like, he's two dicks, but one of the dicks has a butt. And within that butt is another dick. It's like, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, if no one's done it, we should. Uh, no, but all right. So round three, I'm thinking, all right. This is a strange one, and it's video game related. Go figure. Um, <laughs> For once. I know. Uh, out of all the games you've ever played, which one do you wish... And, and I guess this is kind of like in like light of virtual reality. Which game do you wish you could legitimately like just like open up a door and walk into, and it's like, now I'm in that game, and then come back to the real world like on a given... Whenever you want. Basically, you're holding your controller and be like, zap, I'm in the game world now. And you could come, go in and out as you please. Oh. Which game do I want a Narnia into? Yeah, Narnia and or like Sword Art, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so in the Sword Art scenario, do I go into the video game, but I look vaguely like a woman? And everyone's confused about my gender? If you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're into. <laughs> it's tough because there's so many games that I love that are horrible universes. Like, the, yeah, <laughs> the second like, you step in, you're dead instantly. Yeah, like you, you, it's awesome to play, but do I actually want to be there? Hell yeah. no. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think about that. Just looking at my Steam library, it's like none of these games would be good to live in, except for maybe Turbo Pug. That'd be a fun world to live in. Hell yeah, <laughs> just fat little pugs running around shooting rainbows at their assholes. <laughs> I I think I I think I have mine. I mean, okay. it's not it's not something I could necessarily live in, but like I could go there for a day and and hopefully come back. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> uh, oh, God, I know my answer. Jet Set Radio Future. That I was just so looking sick. at that. Oh, my God. Because, like, I would love to just spray paint and actually be good at it and, like... <laughs> And, like, just, I don't know, be good at skating, too. All the things I'm not good at. Oh, God, Batman Arkham Asylum. That place would suck balls. Yikes. <laughs> uh, God, really, no good worlds. Um, uh, I'm not looking. I'm just going to pick one. Okay. I don't care. It's taking too long. All right, sure. All right. We're doing I got it. it. Round three, three, two, one, go. The Stanley Parabola. Oh, that's going to be a bad world. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, and Bruce? And uh, I I would totally be uh, Star Fox 64. Oh, okay. I'd be, I'd be up cool. there with Slippy. And, and it, it's not Parabola, mm. it's Parable, isn't it? Parable? Parabola? I've heard yeah. it said both ways. Okay. Well, either way. Uh, interesting. It's, if anyone doesn't know, it's pretty much Portal, but without portals. <laughs> so it sounds what boring fuck? as fuck. <laughs> uh, it's got one of those it's one of those games where it's pretty much a walking simulator but it's got a very witty clever like narrator and game design where it fucks with you constantly oh my god that literally is like the equivalent of like just going to work or something yeah I just scrolled through my steam library and picked one at random and Ooh, it, I don't think that was a good choice oh no it was not <laughs> Star Fox which one now 64, 64. okay yeah. of course I mean how could you not yeah well I, I'm curious what that would be like because you're always in a vehicle or like either the oh, yeah. plane be... or the tank. Like, so what would it be like to walk around and like be? A oh, I, I just I just be flying. I mean, I'd be up there like almost like you know the equivalent of fucking Star Wars Rogue Squadron, but just Ooh. in you know in the Star Fox universe, flying my R wing and rolling out with my boys and uh, <laughs> <laughs> my boys. <laughs> Getting getting dirty and chasing down wolf and flying through you know crazy planets and yeah oh, I could Slippy's so annoying Slippy's like the worst I, I, thing I alive. might actually shoot down Slippy intentionally I always that, do yeah. I always do <laughs> Fox I need all right done with that <laughs> yep yeah that's funny um no I definitely and the thing is it's you can come and go as you please so like the whole being stuck sitting down thing it's at least you're not there forever if it was a forever situation oof um the walking around thing like ah that that, I'm going with Star Fox literally because like that's actually fun and you have to admit that you a blind guess like that's that wasn't your fault but it could have worked for you but it didn't it didn't I mean Uh, it's better than like Borderlands or like Witcher where you would be murdered instantly. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was considering Peggle, but I'm like, wow, that'd be boring. <laughs> it's v- like uh, first-person Plinko for the price of I was right. thinking that. Are you stuck in the ball and you're just like rolling around? Oh, my God. Um, But all right, uh, Bruce, you won. Congrats. Hey, sweet. I will say this, though. It'd be weird, though, in the Star Fox universe if the Star Fox, like, metal leg theory turned out to be true, because that would be very unfortunate for you. Do you guys know the theory? I do not. Please uh, elaborate, just in case our listener doesn't either. In some of the, not necessarily every picture, but some of the official, like, Nintendo uh, images, all the characters in Star Fox, they don't have boots. They have metal legs. And a theory is that, like, 
um, all the pilots that pilot ships, our wings, I think they're called, um, actually have to have their legs like severed off so the blood doesn't pull down into their legs and drain their whole bodies or something along those lines where it's like a procedure in order to be a space pilot. Uh, metal legs dude that just makes me think of a quote from grandma's boy the character uh jp he's that weirdo that has like a split personality he's just like i'm thinking about getting metal legs it's a risky (laughs) operation but it'll be worth it it's like (laughs) what the fuck it'll be worth it (laughs) totally i I always tell people like because i'm a huge fan of full metal alchemist i'm like if we ever get to the point where you can have like metal limbs like that uh articulate and that like articulate's not the right word um but like detailed and like you're able to use them so well you know someone's going to just cut off their legs or arm just to get, like, a metal limb. Yep, like, they won't need to, and it'll fuck them over. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's do some plugs quick and wrap this up. Uh, Bruce, uh, where can our listener find you if you want them to find you? Oh, um... Hmm. Or maybe you could just plug... Uh, your, your <laughs> if you want them to find you. Your group. Like, I don't know if you want to plug your personal Twitter or if, like, uh, Rushdown uh, Gaming... Yeah. yeah, I would just say Rushdown Gaming. Um, you know, I... I even if it's just for the archives, you could check out uh, twitch.tv slash rushdowngaming. Um, we you know we just ran a tournament this past week, and uh, I'm actually hoping, you know, once once I start practicing, I'm hoping to kind of just generate some content and maybe talk a little bit about uh, about learning how to play Street Fighter V, because I'm brand new, so maybe take advantage of the fact and uh, share share what I learn with others. Yeah, that's an excellent <laughs> idea. Um, so. And how about you, Bren? Take advantage of Bruce. Um, uh, my Twitter is ABTS Brennan. You guys know, none of you care. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, none of you guys ever give us iTunes reviews, but it's okay. Um, but if you'd like to, you could definitely, it would help us out a lot. Um, we have a Facebook, a Twitter. If you don't already like or follow, please do. And we too have a Twitch where we stream D&D every Sunday at 1 and occasionally on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'll be playing a game, but that's at twitch.tv slash Silence. But uh, I really appreciate you guys listening to us, and we will be back next week. See you later. Bye. Later.